More Grace, if you're listening to this, you are listening to part four of a series that the Lord laid upon my heart entitled, Is Your Love Right? My God, this is just a powerful teaching that has been transforming my life. And I just want to encourage you that if this is the first one you listen to, you need to go back and listen to part one, part two, and part three. Or you just need to get the, the whole series. Now, on these podcasts, I don't do the whole message. I only do a portion of the message. There's so much more that you need to learn. And if you want to get it, just go to 1833KCCLife. And you'll get the information in its entirety. Again, that's 1833-KCC-LIFE or 1833-522-5433. But I just want to do part four in this series. And you know, we've been starting out of John, the 13th chapter, verse 34 and 35. That has been the basis and the beginning of this series, John 13, 34, 35. A new commandment I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one to another. And God has commanded us. It's not a suggestion. It wasn't an option. But he commanded us to love others like he loves us. But we also learn that we can only love like him after we have received his love. And that religion has done a great job of distorting the love of God and has made the love of God based on condition. You understand. Made it based on condition and we've tied it to performance. And that's something that has happened a lot of times in the body of Christ. It has just been messed up and we really don't understand the love of God. But when we really look at the love of God and see how much God really loves us, it would change your perspective. You know, John, the 13th chapter, verse two says, and supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he was come from God and went to God, riseth from supper, took, laid aside his garments, took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured the water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel where he was girded. Now, you got to understand that in those days that that was the job of a slave. It was the custom of the day that whenever someone would come to your home and whenever somebody would come after they had walked the journey, as soon as you would sit down with them, uh, as soon as they would walk into your home, you would wash their feet. It was an enormous amount of humility that it took. And when you look at verse 13, it says, ye call me master and Lord, and ye say, well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, wash your feet, ye ought also to wash one another's feet. But it wasn't so much about the washing of the feet. That wasn't the deal because that was the custom of the day. But what was so powerful about it is that God Almighty humbled himself and did a small task like that for someone. It was about serving. He he humbled himself because washing your feet was the job of a slave. But Jesus humbled himself, went below his dignity. And I want to say this. He did this while Judas was still there. 
that the real love of God is when you can wash the foot of your betrayer. Jesus washed the foot of his betrayer. And John 6.64 said he knew Judas was the traitor and he still washed his feet and ministered to him. That's the love of God. Most of you, if you knew somebody was going to betray you, you wouldn't wash their feet. You wouldn't do for them. You would have got rid of them. But I want to let you know that Jesus, I chose 12 of you and one of you is a devil. How about I go deeper? You're not really anointed until you can choose your own devils. <laughs> so God showed his love when he washed the foot of the person who betrayed him. And when you look at the book of Romans, it said nobody would give their life, especially for somebody that hated you. But God did it for somebody who hated him. And that's how we should love. That we do not really display the genuine love of God until you can love the unlovable. Until you can love somebody who doesn't deserve that love. And somebody who's betraying you and trying to kill you. And someone who hates you when you can wash their feet. And when you can love them. And serve them. That's the genuine love of God. Wow. That is so powerful. Matthew the 18th chapter talks about this man who owed his master. And you can read it in your spare time. But Matthew 18 talked about this man who actually owed his master some money. And I'm just for sake of argument. He owed him about $10 million. And he asked for forgiveness. And guess what the master did? Forgave him of the $10 million debt. But then the same man who was forgiven of the $10 million debt, someone owed him and they only owed him $10,000. And instead of him forgiving them, he held it against them. And the Proverbs said, I forgave you. Why won't you forgive someone else? You know, when you get a revelation of how much God has forgiven you, you won't hold a grudge against anybody. If you could understand how great of a debt it was that Christ paid, it was so great of a debt that he paid it with his own blood. Death. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Gave up his life. And once you understand the debt that God forgave, you can forgive. But the reason you can't forgive is because you don't know how much you were forgiven. No one caused him to die but you. It was us that sinned. We caused the death of the Son of God. And guess what? He forgave you before you even asked for his forgiveness. According to 1 John 2 and 2, he's the propitiation of our sins, not ours only, but the sins of the whole world. Romans chapter 5 verse 8 and 9 says, God commended his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 21 says, He who knew no sin became sin. He took all sin. He became adultery. He became homosexuality. He became every sickness in the world for you. 
He became all of that. He took all of your shame. He took all of your sin. He took the defilement of every person that's ever been born. So think of sin and think of shame times, I believe they say there are 7 billion people on earth. He felt all of that at Calvary. And he did it for you. Psalm 52, 14 declares that his visage was marred. He looked worse than any person that has ever lived. Any con any disease, any infirmity, any deformity, any disease you can think of, he took that on. He looked worse than any person that has ever lived. Because he took on sin. He took on sickness. He took on countenance. The sin countenance. You can tell when a person has not has lived a rough life in sin. Jesus took that on times a billion. Jesus suffered more than any of us could ever imagine. And he did it for, for me, for us. And it was not even something that he did. He was not even guilty of it. We caused it. So that's why I can't get mad at anybody. Because I understand what he forgave me of. And the only way you can be bitter and have unforgiveness in your heart is because you don't understand his forgiveness for you. He washed Judas' feet knowing that Judas was going to betray him. The love of God has no restrictions. It has no boundaries. There's not a place that it won't go. There's not a door that it won't open. The love of God pursues you. Judas, I know you're going to betray me. I know you're going to sell me for 30 pieces of silver. And I'm still going to wash your feet. Why? Because Hebrews chapter 12 declares, he despised the shame for the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross. And if you are harboring unforgiveness, you're a hypocrite. How can you have unforgiveness in your heart when he's forgiven you from so much? You are a hypocrite. Well, you don't know what that person has done to me. You don't know how they hurt me. You don't know what they did to me. The only person, listen to me, the only person that can let you down is the person you lean on. And some of you, you just put a lot of value on what people say. If a person says that you put a lot of value, let me tell you something. You have to put value on a person for what they say to matter. Who cares what that person say? So many times people come to me and they say, this person has said this about you. And they get upset that I'm not bothered. You know why I'm not bothered? Because I don't even value the person who's saying it. If I value what you say, I have to put value on what you say for what you say to affect me. So guess what? I don't even want to hear it because I don't value what you say enough to let what you say affect me. Jesus forgave. And I can forgive anyone who does me wrong. God has forgiven you of such a huge debt. And the only reason you can't forgive is because you don't have his love. Because once you get his love, 
you'll change and you will love everybody else. Well, you don't know what I'm going through. First Corinthians 10, 13 say they have no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. Everybody got problems. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. Problems don't crush you. It is not the problem. Everybody deals with problems. Everybody deals with lies and scandals. You're not the only person that's been molested. You're not, and I'm not making light of that. But you're not the only person who had bad parents and a bad mom or a bad dad or a bad sister or a bad family. You're not the only one who was adopted. You're not the only one who had foster parents. Everyone has problems. There's no temptation taking you but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. It's the vacuum inside that destroys you. It's when you allow that problem to suck you into it and you get lost in it. But guess what? I'm full of the love of God on the inside of me and nothing can shake me. You got to get to a place where you walk in perfect love because perfect love casteth out fear and his unconditional love will change your life. You got to get so enveloped in the love of God that nothing bothers you. I mean, so caught up in his love that nothing shakes you, nothing moves you, nothing causes you to be shaken because you know who you are. Do you know who you are? Do you know he loves you? Do you know he's crazy about you? Do you know that there's nothing you can do that could ever cause him to stop loving you? Well, once you understand what he's forgiven you of and kept you and sustained you and delivered you from, how he's forgiven you, my God, you are able to forgive other people. I'm telling you that the true love of God has no restrictions. Restrictions. There should not be a person you look at and you say, I can't forgive them. I can't love them. Because he saw you polluted in your own blood. And he still loved you. And said, live. You ought to show that same love today. Stop backing up from people. Stop treating people funny because they didn't do what you wanted them to do. That's not the love of God. There's so much more I want to share with you, but this is the end of this podcast. For this message in this entirety of the whole series, just call that number I gave you at the beginning of this. It will change your life. This message is changing my life to show me how shallow my love is. We love with caution. We're careful. We try to say, I I have to be careful. Can't do that. Can't do this. That's not the real love of God. His love loves you without restrictions. And he's commanded you to love others the same way. Father, we thank you for that love. Teach us how to love one another and receive your love. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Prophetic Podcast with Prophet Brian Karn. Stay tuned for next week's podcast and visit briancarn.com for more information and to sow a seed into the ministry. To receive this message in its entirety, call 1-855-984-2276 or 1-833-522-5433. More grace, we're excited about your future.